Hello and welcome into another episode of Lockdown Wolves. This is the post-game podcast from the Timberwolves Big Road Victory of the New Orleans Pelicans on Saturday night. Just a one-point win over a Zionless Pelicans team, but still plenty of positives to take away from this game, especially Carl Anthony Towns' performance. An exciting fourth quarter after a, a pretty uh, lackadaisical, we'll call it, first three quarters. Winning ugly still counts, and it's still important when you're in a race to try and get home court advantage in the Western Conference. We'll break it all down on the show today. Welcome in. You are Locked On Wolves. You are Locked On Timberwolves. Your daily Minnesota Timberwolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Wolves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use the code, all lowercase, NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Happy Monday, everybody. It is a victory Monday after a big win on Saturday for the Wolves. Hopefully you had a fantastic weekend. And of course, the Wolves play the Knicks tonight. We'll talk a little about that at the end of the show, but I want to spend most of today kind of breaking down what happened in the Wolves win over the Pelicans Saturday and why, in my mind, it was really important. Even if it was ugly, um, it was an important win and an impressive win by the Wolves. A big thank you, first of all, for making Lockdown Wolves your first listen every day. Of course, the show is free and available everywhere, including YouTube, as well as all of your favorite audio platforms. Wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find Lockdown Wolves. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And you can follow on X at Lockdown T Wolves and also at B Beacon. That's with two B's, two E's, C K E N. All right. Wolves win on Saturday night against New Orleans. This was a game in which they trailed for the majority. They were down eight at the end of the first quarter, down five at halftime, down 10 going to the fourth quarter. And there was a period of time, probably late third, was when things probably felt the the most dire if you're a Wolves fan. Um, they played a fantastic fourth quarter. Ended up outscoring the Pelicans by 11, scoring 36 in the fourth and holding the Pelicans to just 25 points. And both the defense ratcheted up and the offense um, only got better as the Wolves continue to run more and more offense through Carl Anthony Towns. We'll talk a little bit more about the offense specifically later. Uh, but th- really, the headline for me after this one, besides Carl Anthony Towns, which is, I'm, I'm not setting him aside intentionally, I just want to point out that this is, again, another example of this Timberwolves team winning ugly on the road. You could argue for the five games in this homestand, or excuse me, road trip, um, and actually, I think I meant to say three out of five of the games this road trip were winning ugly. They went four and one on the road trip, only losing that schedule loss at Phoenix, second night of a back to back in Booker's return, you know, losing an hour travel wise after an emotional win over the Warriors on Tuesday, all that stuff. Set that game aside. And you could say that Spurs game last Friday, we could go Friday against Wimbanyama and the, the, the in-season tournament game. That's a game that the Wolves won ugly and probably would have lost last year against a, a clearly inferior team. One of the two Warriors games, same deal, right? And then this Pelicans game. No Zion Williamson, of course, no CJ McCollum, still no Alvarado uh, back yet for the Pelicans, uh, missing a couple other rotation type guys. And yet the Wolves find themselves down 10 going into the fourth quarter trailed for the majority of the first three quarters and still found a way to win. And it's a terrible habit to be in these close games against teams that you should be putting away earlier. But these are also all road games we're talking about. Uh, Game five of a five-game road trip. They're not 
you know, we're not talking about the actual worst teams in the league, right? This isn't Portland. It's not uh, shorthanded Memphis. It's not, you know, fill in other terrible team. Like these are all like the Spurs have been better than people expected. The Pelicans, the Wolves beat them by 21 a week and a half ago without Zion. So, I mean, it's fair to expect this to be a little bit more of a competitive game. Yes, they were on the second night of a back-to-back, but it's in New Orleans. They didn't have to travel. Like there's plenty of other factors here. It's still the NBA, right? Winning is winning is winning. And if this is how the Wolves win all season, it's going to catch up to them, obviously, right? And that's one of the reasons why we like to point to point differential to describe you know, how well overall teams playing, because if you win a bunch of one possession games, of course, there's, yes, there's some skill involved, but there's a lot of flukiness, right? You don't want to make a habit out of winning by one score against shorthanded teams, like the three-point win over a Stephless Warriors team on Tuesday, or the one-point win against the Zionless Pelicans team. Um, but a win is a win is a win, and it's the perfect example of a game that last season the Wolves lose, right? They just didn't have the grit last year. They didn't have, I don't know if it was truly confidence level, whatever it was. Of course, early last season, they didn't have Mike Conley. That matters. Um, they didn't have Nikhil Alexander-Walker. They didn't quite have the depth that they have now. It's something that Jack Borman and I talked about on the live postcast Saturday night. By the way, the last episode in your audio feed on Lockdown Wolves is that postcast if you want to listen to Jack and I's conversation Saturday. But the depth legitimately matters. Um, and especially when you're on game five of a five-game road trip, like those things matter. So all those factors included... It's fair to give the Wolves some flowers for, yes, an ugly win, but an ugly win that that was still, at the same time, impressive. Given the context of how bad this team was last year in these same situations, again, I would say three of the four wins in the road trip are that way. San Antonio, one of the games in Golden State, and then the um, the game you know Saturday night against New Orleans. So that all matters for sure. All right. Um, in terms of game flow in this thing, the Wolves really struggled in the first quarter on both ends of the floor. There was no flow offensively. Defensively, they could not handle Jonas Valanciunas. And Valanciunas is someone I've talked about on the show going back to his days in Memphis. The Wolves have often struggled with his physicality. Carl Anthony Towns has struggled with his physicality. Of course, having both Rudy and Cat in the starting lineup means that Rudy got to deal with that more than Cat did. And it's one of the reasons Cat was opened up to have a phenomenal offensive game. And really, he was pretty good defensively as well. But the Wolves struggle with the Pelicans pick and roll early. Valanciunas got what he wanted. The Wolves are getting killed on the glass. And I would say for the first, at least, certainly first half, maybe even the first three quarters, Valanciunas was the best big on the floor for New Orleans. Um, he had, I think, 11 in the first quarter, uh, was, was extremely dominant on mostly the offensive side of the floor, but also on the defensive glass. He finished with 11 overall rebounds in this game, five on the offensive glass, six on the defensive for Valanciunas. But the Wolves struggled with his physicality. They struggled to um, to corral the Pelicans in pick-and-roll game, and New Orleans just kind of kept poking away at the Wolves in pick-and-roll game, got them into a bunch of early foul trouble. The Pelicans shot a ton of free throws in the first quarter. They also made a bunch of contested threes, and that's not a great mix. Giving up... Um, giving up a ton of free throw attempts because the Wolves were fouled. And there were some ticky-tack calls, there were, but the Wolves were also very handsy in the first quarter. And then combine that with the Pelicans hitting some just nutso threes that like, you know, they were just really hot from the field. They were like over 60% from three-point three point range in the first quarter and got to the line a bunch of times. And there's your 35 points for New Orleans in the first quarter. So that was a combination of, I think, lack of attention to detail for the Wolves and also just some great shooting from the Pelicans, some ticky-tack calls, a bunch of made free throws for New Orleans. They made their free throws when they got to the line. Um, and that's how this game opened. The Wolves were down eight 
going into the second quarter. They settled down a little bit offensively, but then you ran into foul trouble with Towns with three fouls before halftime, Ant with three fouls before halftime. Um, there was just no flow, really, to the entire game. Um, and that, that was one of my kind of headlines for this one was so many whistles, like foul calls, travels. Uh, Valanciunas had two travels on consecutive possessions in the first quarter. It was just like no flow to this game whatsoever which favors the team that's shorthanded. That's the underdog, in this case, the New Orleans Pelicans. And they just kind of mucked the game up, made some tough shots, got to the line a bunch, and all of a sudden the Wolves were down. Um, they were down, I guess, five at halftime. And then the third quarter, the Wolves actually kind of got it together midway through the quarter. But the New Orleans dominated a shorthanded Wolves lineup. Not Shorthanded is not the right word. Uh, basically, a bench lineup that the Wolves were caught with on the floor because or stuck with, really, because they're... Best players were in foul trouble. Carl Anthony Towns in foul trouble. Uh, uh, Anthony Edwards in foul trouble. Not necessarily the case for McDaniels and Gobert, but they're not driving the Wolves' offense, right? So the Wolves' offense is completely driven by Towns and Edwards, and those guys were in foul trouble. End of the third quarter, the Pelicans went on a little bit of a run and ended up back up 10 going to the fourth. I want to talk fourth quarter. I want to talk the Wolves' offense going through Carl Anthony Towns and Cat's really, really impressive game here next and uh, that's what we'll do and then I want to get to individual studs and duds here at the end of the show as well so that's everything that we'll do here next Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. And instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch your winnings roll in. With basketball season well underway now, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players for different sports or leagues. For example, Example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo, three-pointers made, plus receptions. Tonight might be a good night to do that, by the way. Monday night, tons of NBA action, plus you have the Monday night football game, and it is Chiefs and Eagles. So Travis Kelsey's in action. So that's a good example. You could you could take that combination and just pick more than or less than on if you do three-pointers made and receptions, pick whatever that number is, and you can play that number. Plus, Prize Picks offers a reboot policy so your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform that has an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA and use the code NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy made easy. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows that cover every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, um, fourth quarter. So Wolves enter the fourth quarter down 10. New Orleans... I think messed up their substitution patterns a little bit. They, the Wolves just said, hey, look, we're down 10. We need lightning in a bottle. We're going to risk this with Ant and Cat on the floor. They each picked up their fifth fouls in kind of that first four or five-minute stretch of the fourth quarter. But they were on the floor to chip away. And then when they started to come back mid-fourth quarter with those five fouls after a brief rest, Chris Finch played it right. I mean, he gave them brief rest, said, look, we just got to put all our chips on the table, see what happens here. And New Orleans didn't manage their substitutions very well. Um, and, and the Wolves ended up making a bit of a push down the stretch. The Wolves in, in a tight game, they just lead on Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Exactly what you need to do. Running the offense through cat. There was, uh, 
the first made three pointer. I'm gonna. I'm trying to remember the exact sequence here. I believe the first made three pointer was Cat making the extra pa- pass to Anthony Edwards, just below the break in the right corner on the floor with the Wolves down by two, and um, Anthony Edwards knocks down a big three. I'm gonna see the exact uh, kind of timestamp here when that happened. Um, let's see. That was with just under two minutes to play. So the Wolves are actually, sorry, they were actually down four at the moment. This was after a Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels killed the Wolves in this game. A Dyson Daniels floater with a minute 54 on the clock. Cat kicks the ball open, open from the right slot with a closing defender. So it would have, it was an open shot, but there was somebody trying to contest. He kicks it to Ant for a wide, wide, wide open three from just below the break. Ant knocks it down, pulls the Wolves to within one. They, they, have a good defensive possession, end up forcing a Valanciunas three-point attempt. I think it was from the right corner. Um, and Cat got a, a nice late contest. Obviously, Valanciunas can knock down threes, but it's not what the Pelicans wanted there. They come down. Ant kicks it to Towns for a 27-footer that puts the Wolves up two, forces a Pelicans timeout with just a minute and a half to play. And the Wolves right there go from four down to two up. And it was superstar passing a superstar and then flipping the rolls. Each of them could have shot a relatively open three, but then on consecutive possessions, a Wolves star passes up an open three for a wide open three to the other star. And that's exactly what the Timberwolves, what Tim Connolly was envisioning when he put this team together. And to have two unique, efficient, dominant offensive talents on the floor together, they can play off each other perfectly. And you know the, the rest of the game, I don't want to go blow by blow, but basically the Pelicans tie the game, the Wolves come down and eventually are down one after a really tough last foul, right? Tie game, Anthony Edwards gets called with 10 seconds left, uh, probably could have gotten called for a reach-in earlier, then gets called for a bit of a ticky-tack foul. He fouls out. Ingram, because the Wolves are in the penalty, makes one of two free throws. The Wolves get the timeout with 10 seconds left, and they run a play just for Carl Anthony Towns. Remember, Ant's on the sideline, and they maybe would have ran this through Towns anyway. I want to talk a little bit more about, about the offense running through Towns here in a second. Towns ends up driving into the lane, um, going quick before the double team can come. And he said this after the game, that that was intentional and kind of, I don't remember if he actually Euroed or not, but he looked like he was going to go right, which everyone expects him to do, goes to his left, gets around the defender trying to take a charge, makes a tough loader off the glass, just banks it in. And the Wolves go up by a point. Once again, Jade McDaniel's fantastic defense on, um, on Brandon Ingram, a great contest. We saw several of those in this game. And Ingram misses a shot. By the way, with three or four minutes left, McDaniels was guarding Ingram. End of the shot clock. Ingram just throws a line drive off the window in from a tough angle and, you know, just complete luck. Just had to get the shot up. Great defense for McDaniels. On the play where Ant fouls out, uh, Jack Borman points this out on the postcast that we did on Saturday night. Um, Ant waves off McDaniel, says, no, I got him, right? He was thinking like, hey, this is me on Jason Tatum at the end of the Celtics game. They're not going to foul me out. He gets fouled out. Then on the final possession, McDaniels has Ingram. Perfect contest. Ingram can't hit what would have been the game winner from the right side of the floor, probably about a, uh, yeah, it was a mid-range, probably 18, 20-footer. And it rims out the Wolves win, or I guess it was just a little bit short. Wolves end up winning by one. Uh, just a fantastic close to this game. And going back to the, uh, the Ant-Cat thing, one of my key takeaways from this game was obviously Carl Anthony Towns was extremely efficient. 29 points on 11 shots, made both of his three-point attempts, didn't attempt one till the fourth quarter, seven of eight at the line, nine assists, no turnovers. Anthony Edwards, you look at his line, and it's a confusing line in some ways. He actually led the Wolves in individual plus minus, which is a noisy statistic, uh, but I don't know. It's interesting. He led the team with a plus 13. He had 23 points, made five threes, 
but he attempted zero free throws. He turned it over three times. He fouled out in just 30 minutes. It was a real, like a true mixed bag of a performance from Anthony Edwards. But even though it was an uneven game from him, he made the right plays when it mattered the most. Like that pass to Cat, he knocked down that three in the corner. He had a couple of big threes in the second half when the Wolves were trying to battle back. There were still really high watermark type moments from Anthony Edwards in this game, even though the overall, like you look at the box score line and it's a conflicting line. If you watch the whole game, no doubt it felt like Ant had exactly that, an uneven performance, right? But this is a great example of one of your stars has a fantastic game. The other one does just enough to win. He's not a complete, it's not like a, uh, I don't want to just like throw former Wolves under the bus, but it's not, it's not like a completely empty stat, empty box score line game, right? Like Ant didn't show up with no rebounds, no assists, you know, one of nine and, and all this stuff. Yeah, he had no free throws. He shot too many mid-range shots, not enough at the basket, but he made some big threes. He had that big assist to Cat towards the end. Um, he struggled defensively. Jack and I talked about that on the postcast too. There were, there were some other than that last possession when he really got into a stance and defended and ultimately fouled out. Part of the foul issues where he wasn't truly dedicated to defending in every possession in this game. Again, going back to this being a true mixed bag. But as long as one of those guys is having an A-plus performance like Carl Anthony Towns, the other one's just got to give us a B, right? Give him a B, show up, make the right passes, you know, ideally you play a little better defense, but, you know, do enough of the right things, knock down five threes, hit some end of shot clock shots, do enough to be that star B in the game, right? Star one B or whatever, however you want to say it. I don't like the Batman Robin thing because they're both, they're both Batman. If that makes sense. I've said that before on the show, like they both can be one a on a playoff team. Um, but playing off of each other, has been so impressive. And this was this game is the latest example of that. Each of these guys scoring 20 plus, each of them hitting, you know, making big plays down the stretch. Really, really fun to watch. One last cat point. Um well, actually, I'll save that for studs and duds. I'll save that for studs and duds. Um, but overall, the fourth quarter for the Wolves, my last point in, in terms of the Wolves offense before we get to individual studs and duds is I thought Chris Finch did a great job um, running the offense through Carl Anthony Towns. And, and of course, once Ant fouled out, you knew they were going to do that. But even before that, it was a little bit like, uh, was it the Golden State game, I think, on Tuesday when Cat hit consecutive big threes? And it was like every time down the floor, it was like, okay, this set is going to be initiated through Carl Anthony Towns because he is such a dynamic offensive player. And yes, he had a rough first six, seven games of the season, but he is the Cat, you know, the 21, the 2021 cat, the 2019, 2020 cat. We're seeing that version of Carl Anthony Towns, even the 21, 22 cat, right? We're seeing that version now offensively, except even better because he's making quick decisions. He's being decisive. Um, and the wolves are more than happy to run the offense through him. And, and I want to talk a little more about that. I'll include that as part of individual studs and duds uh, because him making quick decisions is opening up every other part of his game and it's unlocking other other pieces of the Wolves offense more broadly. Um, and, and I want to dig into that a little bit. And then I want to do overall individual studs and duds. We'll name three and three studs and a dud, and we'll peek ahead to Wolves Knicks on Monday night at Target Center. We'll do all that here next. Today's episode of Lockdown Wolves is brought to us by our friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season and, of course, the start of the basketball season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins on your Moneyline bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Um, I talked about, of course, Monday Night Football tonight. Now, Chiefs-Eagles is such a fun game. Um, I, like that's It's going to be probably the best rated Monday Night game of the year. 
And I love Monday and Thursday nights when there's just one game. Um, and also you get a handful of basketball games. You can look at both of those over at FanDuel. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options that, of course, include spreads as well as player props, over-unders, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season. I guess we're more at the midway point now. So continue your NFL season and month number two, really. We're just over a month now into basketball season at FanDuel.com. Again, FanDuel.com slash on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Okay, individual studs and duds from Wolves Pelicans on Saturday night. Let's keep talking about Carl Anthony Towns because I want to make one more point. But real quick, his line in this game, 29 points on 10 of 11 shooting. Ultra, ultra efficient. Two of two outside the arc. Seven of eight at the free throw line. Nine dimes in this game for Carl Anthony Towns. Big goose egg. Zero turnovers. Nine assists. No turnovers for Cat. Six rebounds. And a couple of block shots as well. Led the team, was tied for the team lead in block shots in this game. And also had the second best plus minus, plus nine on the night for Cat. It's hard to imagine him playing a better game short of maybe grabbing a couple more rebounds. But hey, this was probably his best all-around game this season. Um, not probably, it was. Uh, he was solid defensively. Of course, his life made a little bit easier, as I mentioned off the top, against a team like New Orleans that really only has one big, you know, with no Zion Williamson, it's basically you're worried about Valanciunas. So that's kind of it. Um, you know, like you're not worried about Cody Zeller. You're not worried about Robinson Earl. Like this is, this is just, um, cat had the opportunity to kind of roam free and, and he played a really, really strong game. Uh, one more point on him or actually two more points with him offensively. I talked about how he's being more decisive. He's making quick decisions. Um, I mentioned this on the postcast with Jack First possession of the game, dribble handoff in the left corner, cat to Ant, and he knew exactly what he was going to do. He read the defense, saw that Ant was going to get an opportunity for a jumper, and just handed it to Ant for one of, you know, the first of his nine assists in the game. Team leading nine assists for Carl Anthony Towns. And from that point forward, you knew this was going to be a strong Carl Anthony Towns game because he was going to make quick decisions and the right decisions. When he goes quickly, like the last possession of the game for the Wolves, um, the double team can't come. When he goes quickly, He's making the right pass to cutters. He's making the right skip pass to an open shooter in the opposite corner. He even had a couple of his like weird, crazy behind the head passes that were actually perfect passes. Shake Milton missed a layup that would have given Cat. We would have had a double double, point assist, double double in this game. Um, when he makes fast decisions, the whole Wolves offense is better for it. You're going to get more open jumpers off of his passes or off of you know a hockey assist from Cat. You know, it's the um, you know a pass and then a swing to an open shooter, or it's just simply him getting to go one on one. Basically, nobody can actually guard him one-on-one -on -one without a double team um, making those quick decisions. Cat's going to score far more frequently, and the Wolves' offense in general is going to be much better. The second thing is on that last play. I talked about how he was going right, switched to going left, hit a tough floater. I mean, every other season in his career, that's a charge, right? That's like a, essentially a game-ending charge that would have fouled him out of the game, would have been Pelicans ball up one with under 10 seconds to play. And the Pelicans were expecting that. The defender was trying to draw a charge, and Cat went back to his left and hit a tough shot. So much maturity in this game shown by Cat, and it's not the first time on this road trip road trip that I've said that on the on a, a post game pot. Cat is playing so well right now; it's one of the better stretches in recent memory uh, for Carl Anthony Towns. Other studs, I'm going to give one to Rudy Gobert. It was a bit unevenly defensively from Rudy, but he made his free throws, and yeah, he missed a couple free throws at the end. Uh, a few possessions before that, he hit a couple of big free throws when the Wolves were getting back into this game and making this thing close. He finished 17 points, 11 rebounds, a nice double-double, 7 of 10 at the line, shot the ball well from the field. We've seen him missing, um, we've seen him miss a couple of tip-ins uh, 
here and there and some alley-oops and not handle the ball extremely well. The shooting percentage overall for him is down lower than usual. One of his two misses was from the corner. It actually apparently wasn't a three-pointer because the box score says he didn't attempt a three. He must have had a foot on the line. But it was from the corner. He's been spaced out from the paint a little bit more often, and I, I don't think we're going to see a ton of corner three-point attempts from Rudy, a ton of jump shot attempts. Um, but perhaps we see a little bit more of it as as the season goes on and Chris Finch tries to play around with how the offenses, uh, the sets are are all set up um, here moving forward. But a strong Rudy Gobert game. The defense was a half step slow for him for most of the game, but he played well down the stretch and offensively was where he needed to be and when. I'm also going to give a stud to, oh man, I probably shouldn't have given one. I, I don't know. I'm going to split the last one. I've been doing this more lately. I'm cheating my own, my own rules. I'm cheating against them. Um, Jaden McDaniels, because the defense against Brandon Ingram was so good in the fourth quarter, Ingram, I think, only had one bucket in the fourth. Uh, he had one of those free throws after Ant fouled him, but I think he only had one made shot from the field. Was 11 of 24 in this game. So yeah, he scored 30, but it took him 24 shots to get there um, and had four assists and just four turnovers or just four assists to four turnovers in this game. And credit Jaden McDaniels, for a lot of that defense, a really strong Jaden McDaniels game defensively and also had 12 points on seven shots offensively. Uh, so a good Jaden game. I have to shout out former Pelican, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 10 points on four of seven shooting, two of four outside the arc. He had a, a, a quick five-point flurry as the Wolves were coming back in the fourth quarter. That was really impressive. Also pitched in three assists, a steal, and a block. And has had a good road trip, just a really good road trip for Alexander-Walker um, overall. I mean, he had... a. Uh, Play, going back to last week, really, um, he played well. I think it was the was it the Denver game or no? It was the first New Orleans game when he played really well, and then it was it was New Orleans. He played well that Friday against San Antonio. He played well in Golden State. Like this has just been a really good run for Nah. So really, really good to see. Um, Dud for me, Shake Milton. He had a couple of possessions consecutively. He scored on I think it was second quarter, and then otherwise it was very quiet. Had played sixteen minutes, two of six shooting. Missed a couple of three-point attempts, I think both from the corners, and his shot just looks uncomfortable to me. Like It, it just doesn't look, it looks like he's heaving the ball. Like he just doesn't have any level of comfort, struggled defensively as usual. He was by far a team worse, minus 16. Nobody else had worse than a minus eight in this game for the Wolves. Just a bad shake game once again, and he's really got to get it going. Um, I guess to his advantage, the Wolves don't have anybody else that could be that, you know, off the bench, higher usage type guy, right? Like Troy Brown, he's a three and D guy. Josh Minot is an energy, essentially an energy big, right? He's not a shooter. Shake Milton's supposed to be. So Shake's going to, they're going to keep running him out there for now. Um, and he's going to have every opportunity to kind of write the ship, right? Um, quickly looking at the box score, I should have thrown this up earlier, but you know, the Wolves ended up winning by one. They did shoot the ball better from the field than the Pelicans, although this is yet another game. The defense now, by the way, the Wolves are now second in defensive rating. The last two or three games, the defense just hasn't been what, what we've been used to seeing, so that's got to get fixed. Again, the pick-and-roll defense was shoddy early in this game. Uh, the Wolves also turned it over more than you'd like to see, but uh, given the high number of Pelicans turnovers, the Wolves didn't have a whole lot of fast break points. They were at a zero until towards the end of the game. The Wolves picked up a couple um, transition opportunities late in the game, but Prior to that, they just weren't running. They also got killed on the glass, especially early in this game and committed way too many fouls. So certainly a um, an uneven performance. I would even say an ugly performance for most of it, but the fourth quarter was fantastic and uh, good to, to get a win given the circumstances for the Wolves. All right. Next up for the Wolves, they take on the New York Knicks on Monday night. Tibbs makes his return to target center. The Knicks beat Charlotte on Saturday. So same rest for both teams, both traveling into Minnesota from elsewhere. 
Um, and the Knicks have won six out of seven after a difficult start to the season. Now, the caveat there is the schedule has been ridiculously easy lately for the Knicks. Six out of seven. Yes, they've won six out of seven. Two of those against Charlotte. Uh, one against the Spurs. One against the Clippers at the height of the Clippers playing terribly. Uh, a two-point win against the Hawks. And then a, an easy win over the Wizards. Their only loss being a 16-point loss to the Boston Celtics. So this is a very winnable game. First game back from a long road trip, so that adds a wrinkle. Certainly, Tibbs' return. It's gonna a lot of it's gonna be Carl Anthony Towns against Julius Randle. Um, and how do the Wolves choose to guard Jalen Brunson? How do they choose to guard this Knicks backcourt? How do they deploy Anthony Edwards versus Jaden McDaniels defensively? Um, I'm curious to see how the Wolves match up. I'm also curious to see the Towns versus Randle matchup. That's always fun. Um, so that is Monday night. Uh, at Target Center tonight. We'll do the uh, live postcast. We'll be on Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. I believe it's going to be uh, Tyler Metcalf from Canis Hoopus, a, a really good writer over there, is going to be, um, I believe, with with Luke Inman at Lockdown Sports Minnesota on the YouTube channel. So go check that out. Uh, the Wolves are favored over at FanDuel, and I lost the line, but they are favored, of course, back at home on equal rest. The Wolves, again, a game they should win, but a challenge because the Knicks have been playing well. It's first game back after a long road trip. The matchup, I don't think, is all that bad for the Wolves. I actually think they match up pretty well with with New York um, and, and you know can contend with Mitchell Robinson, with Gobert and Towns, and, and really kind of give him a fight in the paint. Cats um, offensively, a, you know, more efficient than Julius Randle. He should win that matchup. Um, you know, what what do the Knicks try and do to attack this Wolves defense? I'm very curious. And also, do we see more of um, other teams really trying to to really press and, and use pressure against the Wolves bench unit. The Wolves bench unit is going to have to figure some stuff out. It was thankfully the starters coming back in this game that saved them in the fourth quarter. Uh, so all that is stuff to watch on Monday night against the Knicks. Live postcast on Lockdown Sports Minnesota YouTube channel. We'll have a postgame pod Tuesday morning for you right here at Lockdown Wolves as well. So make sure you're following and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And a big thank you for making the show your first listen every single day. It's greatly appreciated. You can watch on YouTube. You can also watch on the Lockdown Sports Minnesota channel on both Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And you can follow on X at Lockdown T Wolves and also at B Beacon with two B's, two E's, C K E N. Oh, also, by the way, you can listen. On SiriusXM, you can check out Wolves Knicks tonight. The fantastic Alan Horton on the Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Minnesota Timberwolves on the SXM app and catch Alan Horton's call of the game. Of course, Lockdown Wolves and the Lockdown Wolves podcast is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Remember, the Lockdown Network is your local experts on all the biggest stories. Once again, I'm Ben Beacon. This is the Lockdown Wolves podcast, and we'll catch you next time.